What's up, everybody? This is Eden. Welcome to episode four of Artists Arguing. I can't believe we already have four episodes in the can, guys. Thanks for listening. A couple things at the top.、Um, I want to make sure that you guys know my socials so you can chime in the conversation, get involved in the heated discussion, let me know your opinions. So,、uh, my Twitter is at EdenXO, my Instagram is at Eden, and my Snappy is EdenXOMusic. Um, yeah, I loved how last episode,、um, to squat or not to squat, you guys gave your opinions on whether or not you squat in public restrooms. I thought that there were some pretty funny things on Twitter. So, shout out to everybody getting involved in the conversation.、Um, wow, it's the holiday season. I don't know. Let's see what's been up. I'm so excited for the new year, 2017. I feel like on TV, everybody's been talking about what a shit year 2016 was, but I had a good year, except for, except for the election. Like, sans election, I had a pretty great year.、Um, not gonna lie. I'm also really into numerology.、Um, and what was so wild is my friend Julie Pilot, shout out Julie, sent me my numerology chart for this past year. And、uh, it said that I was gonna fall, and this fall could have been metaphorically or physically. And what's really gnarly is I did fall, and I cut up my whole left hand, and it was pretty insane, and I had to get all these stitches. But my hand's fine now. But long story short, it made me believe in numerology charts. And what I'm super excited about for 2017 is that it's my year of money and power, bitches. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited for 2017. I'm excited to celebrate the new year with a bunch of friends. Speaking of homies, I'm super stoked because my guest today is Mark Hunter, AKA the Cobra Snake. So if you live in any major metropolitan city, chances are you already know who the Cobra Snake is. And you may have even been lucky enough. To have your photo taken by him one late night with glitter in your hair and Sharpie on the inside of your wrist. I may be speaking from personal experience here.、Um, Mark's an amazing photographer. He's been traveling the world for over a decade, shooting parties, events, concerts, fashion shows, raves, etc. There's kind of this unwritten rule that if the Cobra Snake shows up, you know the event is certified cool.、Um, he's seen it all, he's done it all.、Um, And I'm beyond stoked to have him as a guest on Artist Arguing today because I know he's full of crazy stories and insight. So please give a round of applause and welcome the incredibly talented original Instagram, Cobra Snake, aka Mark Hunter. Woo! What's up, guys? I'm a party dinosaur in the flesh. <laughs> What's up, Mark? Oh, man. I'm so happy to be here, Eden. You know, I've known you for a long time and I've loved to watch your career grow, and I can't wait to just have some fun、uh, shooting the shit and talking with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Likewise. Yeah, we have known each other for a while. We met、um, Identity Festival, I think, right? Yeah. 2011. Jesse and the Toy Boys. Jesse and、Throwback. the Toy Boys days. Throwback Thursday. TBT. Let's see. That's my real friends know all about the Jesse and the Toy Boys days.、Um, That was like, I think, the first traveling electronic music festival, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, first of its kind. I mean, that was pretty legendary because, you know, they had Steve Aoki, Cascade. I think Nervo was on that.、And、yeah, we it, shared a bus. Yeah,、Nervo、and, and it, was, it was really like special because that was, yeah, as you said, there wasn't anything like that where you would see EDM traveling together.、Um, it was always these one off festivals. So that、yeah. was an attempt. I don't think it went on. Uh, after the first or second year.、But. No, it failed, but I think, I mean, I shouldn't say it failed because really it was just too early. 
Yeah. Like if you, I think it it was it was like too soon. Like if they did it now, it would be the biggest thing ever. I feel like, yeah. and I think other companies are kind of doing it now. Yeah, I mean like Ultra and EDC. But are they traveling they, around? They're the way? they're traveling in a different way, not like a bus tour. Got it, got it, so got it's got like it. more global. Were you on Steve's bus? I I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, that year that was a bus tour that yeah, and I was with Steve. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously Aoki and I go way back, and I love that guy, and he's full of amazing energy, and we always have a great time. Yeah, you guys go way back. Like yeah. you used to photograph. What were those nights he'd throw? Uh, we had uh, this party called the Dimac Tuesdays. That, uh, before that, it was just called Cinespace, and literally that was when he was playing records, like actual vinyl, totally, and didn't know what he was doing, and he would be DJing like. Franz Ferdinand and <laughs> you know the Faint and oh my uh, god I love the Faint yeah and it, and it was very indie rock uh, pre electro pre uh, EDM I love that yeah so you probably got some gems from that time from that era I mean it was it was pretty special just to have that consistent party every Tuesday and you know they they made sure to bring in like the most amazing bands and artists to perform. That, that night and you know at Cinespace you know the most like notable performances were like Lady Gaga and you know Kesha and Block Party and uh Future heads and I mean there was like at the height like Gaga 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 pre Gaga Gaga pre Gaga Gaga when her album was just dropping and nobody knew who she was and she played in a room uh, to like two hundred people and she had like Velcro spiky things on her (laughs) outfit you know very very early Gaga amazing. Um, but okay, let's go back even further. How did you get your start? I heard somewhere that you were Shepard Fairey's assistant. Is that true? Yes. Hashtag blessed. I mean, <laughs> I I am so lucky because I was a young kid growing up in in LA, and I I, I started noticing those Obey posters everywhere, and I was just obsessed. And I was thinking, oh, street art's the coolest thing. And this is like pre Banksy hype, pre you know, pre everyone thinking pre, they're a street artist. Yeah, pre yeah. everyone turning into street art. Um, Shepard was the OG and I saw his work everywhere I was and I was like I love this I'm obsessed I want to work for that guy and so how'd you find him I I did the craziest thing I I, first of all his whole campaign was like you can be a street artist to take my artwork and go wheat paste it right so I thought oh I have a clever idea I'm going to make like this sort of a totem pole of Obey posters and I'm going to put it on the 3rd Street Promenade in Santa Monica and I literally <laughs> like dragged this thing into the, the Santa Monica Mall and left it there and people were interacting with it and it was it was chaos because you know it was kind of like illegal and fun and I took all these photos back then pre-digital they were all like film photos and I got them developed and I, I mailed him a care package saying I'm a huge fan and, and I did this as a sort of homage to your work. Um, months later, I was able to go to his gallery uh, at the Wiltern um, for an art show. And I, I didn't even expect for him to be there, but he was. And I got to talk to him and I said, I was that kid that like sent you that thing. And he, he's like, oh, you're that guy? I love that. And I hit him like in a sweet spot because everyone wanted to like – be an artist I just wanted to like help support him yeah and I was like I'll just work for you for free like I just I'm obsessed with this let's go wheat pasting and called bombing Um, and I worked for him for over two years and and he really like brought me into this world that 
is so special and what inspired me to create, you know, the Cobra Snake. Wait, whoa, I didn't know that about you. So you'd actually go out with Shepard and, like, you'd, like, put posters up with him and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we were breaking the law, like, every weekend. And, and then were you photographing all of this as well? Yeah, and so, so it was funny because I wanted to, basically, I was inspired by creative people. And yeah. he was one of the most creative people I'd met. And I was like, I want to take pictures of you and document. And he's like, nah, like, when we're bombing, like, you're not going to get a good shot because the flash and the wheat paste it's wet and it doesn't look right and I'm like but I'm classically trained as a photographer I'm going to figure this out so I did like these long exposures in black and white and got some beautiful images that he ended up like turning into screen prints and making t-shirts of and um, it was very cool for me because you know I basically was just a kid but I got like into this world of art that you know I, I had really admired that's amazing did he pay you for the uh, shirts? <laughs> eventually, I did get paid. and um, I'm like, wait, he should pay you. <laughs> no, and honestly, like, it was so cool because he brought me to New York for my first time. Oh, wow. We went out in Soho and we were putting up posters and, and we were with the graffiti artist Neckface. And, like, I love Neckface. Yeah, and, and it was like, I didn't even know what Soho was. Right. And, and we're, You're we're, just a kid from L.A. Yeah, and like, we're climbing these buildings like right next to the Louis Vuitton store and putting up posters and the next day seeing that like um, populate on the internet on Mm -hmm. those like early street art blogs it was really cool he also like would let me put up my own posters and always promoted you know me so that was great is that when you were the Polaroid scene or were you Cobra Snake yet? I was I was uh, my, my original photo blog was Polaroid scene and the the whole reason it even started was because kind of through Shepard and just my own passion, I would always go to these concerts and I would end up at the Troubadour uh, photographing the Yeah Yeah Yeahs on like their first LA tour. And I was in the front, snuck my camera in, I, I paid for the ticket and I would take photos. And I would get tapped on the shoulder being like, hey man, could I get those photos? Like I didn't bring my camera. This is when cameras weren't on your phone and it was a real concert and the only way you could have a camera was if you were press. Um, and I would basically get their email and then send them like snail mail email, like <laughs> 10 photos from the show. And it got really tedious and annoying. And I was like, let me just start a website instead where I can just post the content and then give a flyer instead. Um, and, you know, I Genius. thought I, I, I was still hyped on Polaroids because that was what I grew up on. And actually, it was like a really magical time that Outcast song, Hey Ya, came out. Mm-hmm. And it was Shake It Like a Polaroid picture. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, um, sh- again, because of Shepard, we were at the Grammy after party for Outcast when they won the award. Wow. And then I got Andre 3000 like holding my Polaroid scene flyer. And I was like, my life is complete. <laughs> Um, little, little did I know, and honestly, just because I'm always like a creative and and striving for the next thing, like yeah, that was awesome. But what's next, you know? And so I was always constantly thinking, what can I do better and and grow and and evolve with with my work. So then, how did you transition from Polaroid scene to the Cobra Snake? Um, so after you know nearly a year of just like crushing it and being like the coolest thing, as there wasn't many. Of blogs of this kind and the content I was No, you're uh, a real innovator. Yeah, and it was just that I was in I was lucky. I I was in these places that nobody else really was allowed to go and photograph and those those images were so special and and so people really took to them and I got written up in like New York Times and other other um sort of you know, cool relevant press. Uh uh then Polaroid caught on to that and they were like 
you can't use our name. We sent, I got like a huge cease and desist being like, have to surrender all the Polaroid property, anything that, oh you my know, God. And, and it really crushed me because, you know, I, I had worked so hard and I was so young and sort of naive. Um, and I kind of had a call to, to the internet being like pre, I mean, maybe Twitter was around. I don't even remember. It was so long ago, but I was just like, what should my website be called? And for some reason, my email was always Mark the Cobra Snake at Yahoo. Okay. And is that still your email? Because some stalkers are about to hit you. Yeah, up after you this. can, you can, but <laughs> Yahoo just got hacked for like a billion emails, so oh, you shit. might get some weird like virus if you email me there. Oh man. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I just like cut my name out of it and came out come, came out with the cobra snake which was just kind of ridiculous and had <laughs> had unlimited potential which has been really special for me because polaroid scene was about photography and the scene the cobra snake you know it, i turned it into a lifestyle brand totally and I, i've been really proud of that because you know 10 years later I, i'm doing a lot of other fun things that we can talk about totally um would you say you have an unhealthy obsession with documentation? I mean, how many how many photos do you think you've taken? I mean, to be honest, I I I've I haven't counted, but I know it's over a million. You know, over I, a million? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been over a decade, more like close to 14 years or something. Wow. And I mean, I was out almost every night in those early years for many 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 years. Um, just shooting and you know every night I might take 1500 pictures, you know, at a crazy concert or something and only post 100 of them but yeah. you know actually clicking the camera. Yeah. You know, and I've gone through tons of cameras. So, okay, cuz I've been to your house before. I don't is it the, are you in the same place? Same place. Same place. Okay. Heart of Hollywood. Okay. Love that. Love the vibe there. <laughs> It's it's crazy, you guys. I remember the thing that like when I f like first went there, um, that like stood out to me was that like giant velvet painting of Barbara Walters. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> um, I actually have a really amazing uh, thank you X piece in the house as well. Oh, you do. do. Yeah. Shout out thank you X. Yeah, um, of Andy Warhol. I love that. Amazing. Well, you you are kind of today's Andy Warhol. I mean, you know what's been really cool is that there's been so many unique people that I was lucky enough to cross paths with and document and sort of evolve with. And, you know, we talked about Steve Aoki, but early on there was like Corey Kennedy who became like a world known it girl. And, and you really like, you made her an it girl. Yeah. I remember kind of viewing all of that from my bedroom, like wanting so badly to live in LA and like, I wasn't in LA yet. And I remember like being obsessed with Corey Kennedy and being like, just I saw the evolution of how like you took her from obscurity and really you're like a, a curator of cool is kind of how I would describe you. Like aside from being a director and a photographer, like you can take something and be like, oh, I think you see like you just see it from an artistic point of view. And you're like, I think this is cool. I'm going to make you an it girl. And I've seen you do it time and time again. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's special because you can really tell. I mean, I, maybe it's because I've been around for so long, but I've met so many people and I it's easy to spot if you have something if there's something special and magical about you right you know and or at least it, that attracts me um and so I, i'm always cognizant to like the people i meet and i'm very open to all you know types of creativity and and specialness and i i, I guess i attract it now because i've been doing it for a while 
So would you say that Andy Warhol is one of your heroes? Um, yeah, I love, I love, I love his work. Um, other photographers that I admired were like Patrick McMullen, who shot like Studio Fifty Four, um, shot Andy Warhol in in parties back mm -hmm. at um, in New York and stuff, and. Um, you know, also like just the the icon that Terry Richardson turned himself into with his images and hard work, and um, you know, there's always like so much inspiration that you can find in other people's work and sort of translate that into your own. Your involvement in pop culture, um, I think, to I think it's safe to say that you've not only documented and posted trends, but you've also started trends. Um, I can see that, like, clearly with even the Cobra shop. Like, you were the first person, one of the first people I can remember, who, like, kind of, like, dressed a little zany. And uh, for everybody listening at home, like, right now you're wearing a Hawaiian, like, knee, or, like a yellow and pink and blue and green Hawaiian shirt. The ultimate Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ultimate, like, hang ten vibes. Smiley face, like, OG emoji necklace. Like, that's probably from the 90s. It's old as hell, yeah. Yeah. What does your hat say? Let's see. Doing things. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that. <laughs> we doing things, baby. Yeah. I mean, you're like, like, I don't want to use the word, like, I don't want to use the word hipster because I hate that word. But, like, you're kind of like, OG. Like, you're like, I feel like other people try to, I feel like it's become a thing now to, like, oh, how weird and crazy can I dress? But, like, your style has always just been something that's been very authentic to you. And, like, I don't know. I just think that's kind of kind of cool. Like, that's what I mean by say saying, like, beyond taking photos and being a director, like, you've really, like, changed culture and shaped culture, even in a fashion sense. Oh, that's, that's so flattering. I really... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true, though. I'm, like, blushing. Um, you You're know, bringing Chester back. Well, it's cool because, again... <laughs> I'm, I was so lucky. I got to see more things than most people at my age traveling around the world from Australia to Japan to um, Europe and everywhere else. Uh, and I got to interact with the young youth culture of, of today, you know, and back then in the 2000s. And this was like pre-Instagram where you didn't just – it wasn't so easy just to lurk everybody and see what was cool. You had to actually be there or look at the photos that I shot. And – Again, yeah, that just sort of helped me develop the way I wanted to be. But also, yeah, ever since I was young, I was always off a little bit and weird. And I didn't didn't go to college and I didn't want like a traditional job. And, you know, I always sort of... Did uh, that shock your parents? Like, are they kind of like more straight-laced traditional They, they definitely weren't like stoked on, on my decision not to go to school. But then I quickly proved myself like with my my blog idea yeah. and and they were like oh wow this is kind of great but you know I always like took the harder path and you know was teased as a kid because I had long curly hair and people throw gum at me and called me a girl you know like oh my God. it was always something um, and swimming upstream but that you know I, I feel great and rewarded for all the, the things that I did yeah totally this is Eden and you're listening to Artists Arguing I'm here with the homie Mark the Cobra Snake Hunter hey guys <laughs> We got a lot of questions from a lot of Katy Perry fans for you today. Um, California I think, girls. <laughs> I think that's because um, any super KP fan knows that like you were there in the early days. I've been there. Um, Love Katie. Me too. Shout out to Katie. Love you, Katie. Um, I think it's. I also think that you've been really instrumental in, in developing a lot of pop stars' images 
I mean, would you say that you played an instrumental role even in, in Katie's, like that banana phone photo? Yeah, I mean, I, I loved working with Katie early on. And I, yeah, I met her literally out at parties, uh, maybe even at Cinespace um, back in, in the early 2000s when she first came to L.A. And it, it was just so natural to work with her because she was young and fun and I was young and fun. And, you know, basically the photo shoot concept was like a day in L.A., um, just running around and doing crazy things. Uh, and it, it's special because you can look back at those images and some of the places we went aren't there anymore or they've changed. You know, L.A. has evolved so much over the past 10 years. And so it's quite historical just to see also Katie's image has evolved. And it was it was a very young, you know, s- sweet sort of first um, look at, at her as a superstar. Totally. Did you know then that you were like, oh, this girl's like got that thing that you described earlier that like you'll see in people? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely knew she just had like such a sort of charismatic, like fun personality. Like she she wanted to dress in all these crazy costumes that at the time, you know, she didn't have tons of money, but she still like made them look amazing. And, you know, she had this this really just like sweet energy and it was still like if you watch to the documentary you know it wasn't easy then it wasn't like she was doing great as an artist you know so it's always a struggle but yeah. you know she always put put amazing energy out there for for that totally i hear that well let's get into a question from a uh, person whose handle is at just kdpe I wonder if that's Katie Fizzed or if it's KDP everywhere. Um, anyways, at just KDPE says, who's the funniest person you know? And it's a two-parter. And what's your favorite Netflix show? Okay, I'm going to start with the Netflix because I literally, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I haven't slept much because I, I binge watched the OA. Which oh, is I heard that's like unreal. Insane. Yeah, it's Britt Marling, who I love, and it's it's about dying and, and oh. <laughs> what happens after. No, it's it's, it's next level. Um, cool. So everyone should watch that. It's Bahar, are you into that? I heard you I heard you light up. I walk as I've seen the billboards. Oh, of the it, billboard I, doesn't I do it justice. See, like in Netflix show, I like automatically assume the best of it. And yeah. I thought like it was a kind of I love Stranger Things. It's like, yeah, it's next level, next level Stranger Things. So you just breeze through OA. Yeah, I I crushed OA. Okay. I'd watch it again. And um, the funniest person I know. Yeah, I know the answer to that. I can, I feel like I could answer for you. Can you? Yeah. All right. Read my mind. (laughs) I feel like it's Johnny Makeup. Oh, you are so right. (laughs) (laughs) Eden got it on the first guess. That's some sort of a game show where you have to guess things, right? Um, yeah, I love Johnny Makeup. He's been an old, old dear friend of mine for over a decade now. Like Eden, and I his love voice, anything, anything <laughs> he says just makes me smile. And he's a sweetheart. He yeah. makes me smile so much. I know you got to have him as a guest. Oh, absolutely, I should. That, That's a that, really good call. That, the ratings would go through the roof. He's so funny. Yeah. How did you meet Johnny Makeup? I actually met Johnny Makeup at in New York at a party called Misshapes, which is another legendary party from the 2000s. And, you know, he was head to toe in like early Jeremy Scott and a full of that crazy hyper energy and his voice is as high pitched as <laughs> you can imagine. And, um, and then, yeah, we, we fell in love and have been friends ever since. Oh, we love you, Johnny Makeup. Yeah, I miss you, Johnny. <laughs> I have a funny Johnny story. <laughs> 
I just remember, like, I think it was lot. I think it was two Coachellas ago. We were all at. You were there. We were all at the Jeremy Scott party. And okay, by the way, guys, Johnny makeup is very fashion forward. Like, John, also, he gives no fucks. Like, he wears whatever the fuck he wants, <laughs> does whatever he wants. But he's like sober, right? Yeah. Okay, well, you would not know that because he's like the life of the party. But like, for some reason, like. He just all of a sudden like ran out of the house into like the backyard area of the party, and he was like wearing a diaper. <laughs> oh, you, are you talking about when he had the Moschino jock strap that he made? Oh, the jock strap! Yes. Oh my goodness! But with Sharpie. Yeah, he, he sharpied Moschino across the jock strap, and his whole butt is exposed. Entire butt. A very hairy butt. Very hairy butt. <laughs> Gorilla. So I have a photo. I, did you take this photo? Most likely, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you did of like Johnny's hairy butt with the with the, <laughs> the jock strap and like my face, and we're like right next to each other. It's pretty wild. That should be your holiday card. <laughs> oh my god, why didn't I think of that? Next holiday season. All right, we're gonna get into a question from Kelly Sky from North Carolina. Um, Mark, what do you look for in a girl? Are you single, and do you like armpit hair if it's dyed pink? Um. I yeah you know it's funny I'm I am currently <laughs> single and it's a little bit lonely being uh, in LA and it's going to be the winter and it's cold um in terms of girls I I'm actually like as I'm getting a little bit older I'm trying to find somebody that's a little bit more on my level which is now all about like health and fitness and oh, yeah, being Cobra a, Fitness Club being a bit of an adult um so I you know I had a kind of a track record of always being with these really fun kind of wild girls mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to do that anymore because you know I want to be uh do you want to settle down yeah eventually I mean we're Mark all... the cobra snake party animal wants to settle down yeah, is it, am I getting an exclusive scoop I'm like a party dinosaur now <laughs> I rarely go out I'm usually in bed at like 10 p.m. and waking up really early to go hiking and uh eating right and um, I work really hard, so I, I actually, you know, I have a lot of money now, and I'm like yeah. an adult, you know. <laughs> so if you're uh, if you're interested, you should uh, send me a DM. Yeah, and um, what do you do? You like armpit hair if it's dyed pink? Um, <laughs> Kelly yeah, really wants. To I don't know. mind armpit hair of any color. Oh my god, um, I love that about you. Yeah. See, I thought we were about to get into our first argument. So the way this show works is like. Just natural arguments just kind of like occur with like the guests I've had on in the past because like we've had a disagreement about something like. But we get along so well. I know we really are. I don't think we're gonna fight about anything today because I thought you were gonna be nay on the armpit hair. I, I've dated girls with armpit hair before. And, I fucking love you. You know, Mark. and I have armpit hair. So what's <laughs> what's wrong with that? You know. You're amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. Well, you know, some men they get really picky about that stuff. Full bush is fine too. Love a bush. Yeah. What about you guys out there? Um, let us know what you're thinking. Are you into the full bush? Are you into the armpit hair? Um, I don't know why she said if it's dyed pink. I think it doesn't It doesn't matter the color, right? Yeah, it's not going to stay pink. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so tweet tweet me, at EdenXO. Um, don't forget to use the hashtag ArtistsArguing. You can also tweet Mark. Shout out your Twitter real quick. The Cobra Snake. Yeah, tweet us, guys. At The Cobra Snake, at EdenXO. Use the hashtag ArtistsArguing. Let us know. Full bush, you in, you out. Armpit hair, you in, you out. We're both in, so you're really not getting a fight out of us today. Sorry All about in. that. James 
James Chang Gang six 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 six. Has anyone Uh-oh. ever tried to break your camera or fight you for, for taking their picture? That's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, yes, uh, it it's kind of like my um, mo. I don't even know what mo means, but my I don't know M- what mo means either. Bahar, fact check mo. <laughs> I think it's like modus operandi or something. Yeah. It's kind of just like how I do things. Mm-hmm. I always. I like to not ask to take pictures. So part of why my pictures, I think, are so great is they're very candid and they're very real. It's not like, hey, guys, put your arms around each other. It's a sorority photo. Right. You know, these are real, authentic moments. So I don't want to interrupt what's happening to ask to take the picture. Right. And sometimes, especially early on when photos weren't being taken as much in the clubs and the flashes weren't going off everywhere, people would be upset and be like, I'm here and this isn't my girlfriend or, you know, I caught people kissing and they didn't want that public. Amazing. You know, like, just, I, but it was a beautiful moment. And yeah. I just, I was like loving this, but, you know, <laughs> they didn't love it. Um, what about a celebrity? Like, because you've got a lot of early shots of Kanye and he's pretty fucking wild. You know, has I, he gone off on you? Kanye's been awesome to me the whole time. And actually one of the kind of, uh, whatever you could say, uh, um, an amazing thing that happened again was when Kanye had a website in the early days of website KanyeWest.com. I was one of the first links on when you used to have a links page. No way. Yeah. So like he was a fan and it was great. Um, I remember being in like Vegas for the trade show. This is in a Kanye story uh, for Magic, which is like the big fashion mm-hmm. convention. And um, Jay Z was there with his line Rockaware. Yeah. And I see Jay Z walking out of like the. Caesar's Palace or something. I'm like, I need this photo. And I, I was going to ask because, you know, it's Jay-Z. I don't want to... He's got bodyguards and everything. So I'm like backing up. Hey, Jay-Z, can I get a photo? And he said, if you must. And like <laughs> gave me like the peace sign. It's an amazing photo. Um, you know, and... Uh, even more recently in terms of camera damage, uh, I was in Vegas again. I'm embarrassed talking about Vegas so much uh, with Steve Aoki and I'm in the DJ booth shooting him and Paris Hilton shows up and she's so buzzed with her DJ career right now. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to get like some photos of them together. And I'm shooting Steve and he like goes to throw this cake in the crowd and he, he he kicks back you know to sort of pitch the cake and he kicks my flash off my camera and breaks no. it so the whole night i'm like without my flash which is like what i need to take pictures um, and i wasn't prepared with the second one so i missed missed those great photos well it's okay i feel like you have hard drives on hard drives on hard drives yeah, to make up for it i don't it. need any more photos of paris hilton yeah. or steve aoki <laughs> oh we have an update okay yeah. Oh, so it uh, means modus operandi, if I'm saying that right. Uh-huh. And it means a method of procedure, especially a distinct pattern or method of operation that indicates or suggests the work of a single criminal in more than one crime. Oh, it's so like... Yeah, it's like your, yes. your MO. It's like what you decide to, like, what you do. Great. How you make you should happen. use that in a song, Eden. I will. Yeah. I'll write a song called Just MO. MO crushing it. <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> Doing things. Doing things. <laughs> All right. With that, um, we have another question from, um, where did it go? Nessie Strange, at Nessie Strange. What's your favorite song at the moment? I am obsessed with the 10-year remix of Black Parade, by My Chemical Romance by my best friend Steve Aoki. I'm Eden XO hanging out with the Cobra.